You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right. I know what you're thinking. Is this about the time when Conrad tries to sell me a mortgage? Yep. Save with Conrad.com can hook you up. And listen, I know you get tired of hearing these commercials, but you probably also get tired of seeing those big box lenders advertise on TV. Well, they're not always all they're cracked up to be. So if you're going to think about maybe it's time to upgrade our house, maybe it's time to get a new house, take advantage of the hot real estate market, or perhaps take advantage of these great rates we've got right now and pay your house off faster, maybe consolidate some debt. You might feel like, well, I don't know if I can tell the wife that we need to use the wrestling podcast guy. Forget that. Brian was probably a little skeptical too up in Leland, North Carolina, but we hooked him up and he left a five-star review. Here's what he had to say. Unbelievable service and professionalism by first family. I tried to refile last year with a well-known home lender and had a disastrous experience. All lenders are not created equal and do not perform the same. First family was professional fast, knowledgeable, helpful, and save me money. Oh, and did I mention fast? Here are the facts. Our first contact with them was on Monday, March 1st, and I closed on Tuesday, March 16th. 12 business days to do a refinance and close. Simply the best for mortgage services. Brian, thank you for that great five-star review, and thank you for your business. If you want to save some cash and you want to deal with the best, you got to go to savewithconrad.com. We can help you. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And it's not a matter of if we can save you money. I can save you money at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Make it happen right now with a free quick quote at savewithconrad.com. Get ready to get into the fire. NWA Power, the studio wrestling show that exploded onto our screens, is back for a fourth season. Now it's exclusively on fight TV. And if you listen to this show, the chances are you may feel like a lot of pro wrestling that's available today, maybe a little too sports entertainment, and you may crave some good old fashioned wrestling. We may find that NWA power hits those notes, no scripts, no skits, old schooled interviews at the famous NWA podium with some of the best talkers in the game today and hard hitting action from seasoned professionals. But perhaps best of all, it's one hour. You ain't got to carve out hours and hours to keep up with the action. See the NWA world's champion, Nick Aldis, Thunder Rosa, the television champ, the Pope, Elijah Burke, that salty redneck, Trevor Murdoch, Tom Latimer, Camille, Melina, Tim storm, as well as all the new faces this season. Like the legendary Austin Idol, Chris Adonis, Kratos, and Taryn Terrell, plus so many more from the GPB studios in Atlanta, Georgia, just about a block away from the site of the old Georgia Championship Wrestling back in the day. The NWA package on Fight TV is just $4.99 a month. 
That works out to just over a dollar an episode. Plus, when you subscribe to the NWA on Fight, you also get access to all the previous seasons of NWA Power, as well as Into the Fire and Hard Times pay-per-view events. Don't complain that there's no wrestling like there used to be. There is. It's NWA Power. That's available right now. Go to fight.tv and subscribe to the NWA and feel the power. Come on, man. This is fun stuff. Fight.tv. Check it out. NWA Power is back for a fourth season. Mother's Day is almost here, and Steven Singer's got your back with his brand new rose color, Sunshine Yellow. This new Sunshine Rose is a brilliant shade of yellow that dazzles with sparkles. His famous gold roses are real roses dipped and trimmed in 24 karat gold that last a lifetime. Steven has always been in the love business, and this past year we've seen just how important love is. In addition to brightening your loved one's day, Steven wants to put a little sunshine in everyone's days. So he's continuing to use a portion of each rose sold to support local restaurants by catering meals for all the incredible nurses, doctors, first responders, and hospital heroes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and send a sunshine gold dipped rose. Order now and receive it in time for Mother's Day. It's a win, win, win. You'll give sunshine that lasts a lifetime to a loved one. You'll be supporting local restaurants by thanking our essential workers, and you'll feel good about doing it. You can't go wrong. They all come with a lifetime guarantee, free personalized gift message, and fast and free shipping. Simply say, I love you or honor mom on Mother's Day. Just go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Arn. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, the enforcer himself, Double A, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? Top of the morning to you, sir. How are you? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Better than I can possibly put into words. It's been a great spring. I'm having fun catching up with you, having fun picking your brain. And it's another Ask Arn Anything. This is my favorite format of the show. We do. I really enjoy watching wrestling with you, but when we get to sort of bounce all over the place and cover, I don't know, 50 or a hundred different topics a show, uh, that's probably my favorite type of episode. Do you prefer the, the deep dive on singular shows or just being all over the place with the Q and A's? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm operating off of memory on a lot of stuff. Right. And I'll go back and watch the show, but that, you know, that does tell the whole story about the inner workings and what you did, you know, a few weeks before and where you're going to go a few weeks after and the whole story. This is a standalone deal with the Q and a, we get to, uh, you know, they get to ask a question about a subject and it, there's a, there's usually a answer, a clearly defined answer, even if it's my own opinion. So I love the Q and A's and it involved, gets to involve a lot more of our audience. Absolutely. And that's the best part. You know, we get to be really interactive here. And of course, 
You can do live zooms with Arn and, uh, have a video chat with him and pick his brain over at adfreeshows.com. That's also where you get all of our shows early and ad free coming up next week. We're talking over the limit 2011, two weeks after that, it'll be extreme rules, 2016, two weeks after that capital punishment, 2011. And I know what you're thinking. Are you guys covering money in the bank? 2011? Yes, we are. And that is indeed the day that CM Punk won the world title and seemingly left the WWE with it, blowing Vince McMahon a kiss on his way out. Such a monumental moment in WWE history. And we're going to be covering it before you know it. Uh, let's jump into it. Brian Hutton wants to know when Kurt Henning joined the four horsemen, did you know he was going to turn on the group at fall brawl at the time? I'm not sure anybody knew. Yeah. Um, I think there was so much sentiment, um, around my retirement because I have a feeling, you know, people retire all the time, but I think everybody understood that, you know, there had been enough time between my surgery. And when I, when I said goodbye that night in Columbia, that they knew this was a real thing. And it, it was very emotional for, for wrestling fans. And, uh, because they knew that they had seen me wrestle for my last time and, uh, they believed it and it was an opportunity. You know, we always look at that in our business when something gets over, when you got a hot baby face, man, let me get some heat on him. Well, in this situation, I don't think it was planned, but I think between the reaction that got that night and that week at the office when they're kicking stuff around, somebody brought it up and said, man, wouldn't this be a kick in the ass? And it was all about the NWO at the time. They were the, you know, they were what we were going with as a company and they were red hot in the industry. And after this happened, they really flared up. Troy Roberts wants to know, we know Arn delivers the best spine buster, but is there anyone he dreaded giving it to either because of inexperience or the size of the other wrestler? And as a segue, who's the largest wrestler he's ever given one to Vader Vader's the biggest guy. Yeah. And he was really big at the time. Uh, of course it had no effect as he ended up beating Rick and I in a handicap match. <laughs> so I think it probably just pissed him off. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that too. Uh, no, you know, believe it or not, the only time that the thing that I remember, uh, the spine buster going South would be when a guy came off the ropes and his legs would be in between mine instead of wrapping himself around me, which is the key so that I can dip under him and pick him up. If his legs are inside mine, it's impossible. And as we rotate and as I land, I'm going to do a nutter on his knees. Mm. That's happened a couple of times due to inexperienced guys. And, uh, thank God it wasn't on television. Uh, if it was, I think we had them pull it out. It was just once or twice. It really were bad. Uh, I don't think it ever made TV. It could have, maybe not, but because you can't fix it. There's no way to fix that. A few weeks ago, I took a road trip with Cassio kid and, um, Silva, Dave Silva and Cassio got tickled and started thinking how hilarious it would be. The visual of you giving a spine buster to Dave Silva 
but then he said, well, orange retired. So we'd probably need to have Dave jump off of a trampoline, get a running start or a waddle start, whatever bounce off the trampoline. And then he started to do an Arn Anderson impression saying, if he can, if he can get up there, I can turn him. And I don't know why, but Casio kids, hillbilly accent, trying to do an Arn Anderson explaining that if Silva could get airborne, you could still turn him made us laugh for about an hour. And it's a hundred percent correct. <laughs> if big Dave can do all of it, I'll just write him down. Tremendous deal. So growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. I think, uh, everybody listening to this probably used to have a Saturday morning routine that involved cartoons, wrestling, and cereal. Uh, but then eventually we grow out of cartoons and well, most of us didn't grow out of wrestling, but we do grow out of eating cereal when we realize it's full of sugar and junk. We probably shouldn't be eating, but what if cereal was back with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net carbs in each serving. We're talking just 140 calories a serving. It's keto friendly. It's gluten free. It's grain free. It's soy free. It's low carb and it's GMO free. Boy, do we have exciting news. Magic spoon has released a new super delicious flavor birthday cake, birthday cake. Magic spoon will be available in a special five pack for a limited time only to get it while you can, or build your own box. The available flavors to build your own custom box include cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. And if you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. This is a game changer in my house. Megan is the healthy eater in the bunch. Duh. And she did not allow cereal in the house until Magic Spoon. And now, buddy, it is a wrestling match. Anytime the peanut butter comes out, but I got to try this new birthday cake. I'm fired up. And if you're looking forward to cereal... You got to go to magicspoon.com forward slash Arn to grab this new limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Arn at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, you could get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com forward slash orange. And use that promo code orange to save $5 off. One more time, that's magicspoon.com forward slash orange. Use that promo code orange. Save yourself some cash. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode and delicious breakfast. Woohoo! Cereal's back. Magicspoon.com forward slash orange. Uh, this is a fun question here from, uh, Troy Roberts. He says, Arn has worked with wrestlers from both the power plant and the performance center. And I would assume he has spent time at both, which does he think is better prepared wrestlers for in ring work. And how does that compare to the training he and other guys received in the past? So this is interesting, sort of an institutional approach to training wrestlers, as opposed to going to school for a little bit and then just working spot shows seven days a week. And I guess there really is no substitute for working in front of a crowd, but talk to us a little bit about the difference as far as you can tell about the performance center and the power plant. 
Well, um, they both taught fundamentals, I think, which is the most important thing. They were getting more days a week than if you were just a guy that, like me, that got Ted Allen to break him in. I might have had, oh, gosh, I might have had 12 to 15 days of training before I was on television. Uh, but after I, you know, I did a couple of TVs and then Ted started getting me booked at little spot shows until you're in front of a live crowd. That's going to give you live kickback and feedback. There's no better training tool than that. If you're just in a school like the power plant with no fans, just the other students, or if you're, you know, at NXT, if you're just performing for each other, you're not getting a true uh, idea of what's working and what's not. Right. So, so I would put, even if you got 50 people in the crowd, it's a better learning experience than being in a school, but you've got to be somewhere with somebody that can teach you fundamentals. If you don't know how to lock upright, you can't grab a headlock or you can't do an arm drag. You can't take a guy and go behind him and waist lock him and take him down and ride him a little bit. If you don't have some physical athletic skills, if you just skip over that to get to the big stuff, you're going to catch yourself in a lot of trouble when you start having, trying to have a 15 minute match. These days, are there wrestling schools that you, uh, would sort of co-sign and endorse? Um, I would say Tom Pritchard, not ever being there would be a great coach. I would think Ricky Morton would be a great coach. I would say actually where Brock got his feet wet, uh, Lodi's school here in Charlotte. He's a tremendous patient coach and he works on the fundamentals. Uh, those three I could, uh, probably a- account for. Here's Chico Maivia's question. Boy, I feel like this is the topic that will never end. We know the total disdain that Arn has for cheese on burgers. How does Arn feel about pineapple on pizza? Does he have any other controversial food takes he can share? If you can throw a pizza like a Frisbee, if you brought me a pizza with pineapple on it, I would request the door being open and whiz it across the street. Who the hell eats pineapple on pizza? Right. I agree. Here's the deal. Sausage, ground beef, mushrooms, onions, thin crust, light on the sauce. I like that. sounds pretty good. Feel me? Yeah, I'm with it. Place here in Charlotte, Brooklyn Pizza. Best pizza I've ever ate. Incredible. Because it's got enough meat and it's thin crust. It's not... Doesn't have the sauce overwhelming everything. Tremendous. Let's uh, let's do another one here about sports events. Tyler Dunn wants to know if you could attend any iconic sports event from the past, what would it be? So he's not asking a wrestling question, football, baseball, basketball, the Olympics, whatever. I would have loved to have seen, uh, Ollie and Frazier, if I could have been on the third or fourth row for their trilogy would have been incredible. Unbelievable. 
and follow the whole story start to finish. Chip Maxey wants to know, had the horseman never formed in 88 and you and Ole just continued to be Rick's cousin. Where do you think your career would have gone? Would it have changed anything? Yeah, I think the, you know, JJ and Tully, that addition was huge. It helped really button up the horseman deal. Um, I would say Tully was probably because he was there longer and we were partners longer. The real core of the horseman, Tully would have been that. Ole was a huge part as far as giving us credibility off the get-go and giving me credibility off the get-go. But he was at the end of his career, and he made that pretty clear when he came back that he wasn't going to be full-time and he wasn't going to wrestle for years. But he helped give us a launching pad that that made me credible. Walking into basically Gene Anderson's spot was pretty stout in those days being Ole Anderson's partner and uh, certainly launched me. And when Tully came in, it was, uh, it was a huge plus. Drew Landry wants to know when was the last time you were able to speak with Jimmy Crockett? Uh, at your event. Oh, in and Baltimore. There you go. Okay. So Funny November, story, we actually rode to the airport together. How was it? Uh, Fine. Convert conversational. I mean, he was in the front. I was in the back. I wasn't leaning up between the seats or anything like that, trying to bug him, but basically just small talk. Uh, here's one. And I think you'll have fun with this. Fernando Diaz says, Arn, pick your poison. You have to have cheese for every meal for one year, or you have to dress in Tony Schiavone's wardrobe for a year. You're going with oh, the cheese. Lord. You're picking. I know you hate cheese, but you've seen the shit Shivani wears. Yeah, that's pretty atrocious. Yeah. The color scheme is really bad. The other day he came to TV and he had looked like he had on green hospital scrubs for the pants. And the shirt was long sleeve with the zipper that comes about to right there. Yeah. And it was Pepto-Bismol pink. Atrocious. I think one of the uh, lines he's told us, you said uh, before was, uh, Shivani, you dressed like an Easter egg and you're shaped like one too. Could have been. And I noticed he zinged me. I was thumbing through some of y'all's commentary and he said that I was smuggling watermelons into TV these days (laughs) underneath my shirt. So let's don't think I'm picking on Shivani here. He will fire up and fight back. Yes, he will. So other than have to wear his get up, which is going to be extra rotund and the taste on the colors is atrocious. I guess I just have to choke down a gob of cheese. Yeah, I know you go with cheese. You have to. Yeah. Actually, I don't despise cheese. I just don't like it. It overpowers the burger. I get it. When you have a sandwich or a burger, macaroni and cheese, believe it or not, right out of the box. Kraft, more out with that. Aaron makes a broccoli and cheese casserole. Oh, that sounds good. 
it kicks ass, but there's so much chicken in it and a fair amount of broccoli. It overwhelms the cheese. You taste the cheese, but not so much as you do the chicken and the broccoli. See where I'm going with that? I do. I do. I think a lot of people confuse that it's a, just a flat, no cheese on nothing. You just, you, you want to taste the meat. I got you. Exactly. I'm out carnivore. D42NO says, Arn, would you ever consider starting your own territory promotion? God, no. <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Why, sir, everybody could come in and bitch at me about the payoffs? No, it takes more. It takes more experience and patience and upfront money than I am willing to put out there. This episode is sponsored by blue chew guys. It's been a hell of a year. Now, personally, I feel like I've aged 12 years over the last 12 months. And if you're like me, you're feeling your age more than you used to, maybe especially in the bedroom. It's time to snap out of it. Spring is here and it's time to get sprung with blue chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder and stronger erections to combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Bluechew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Bluechew's sildenafil and tadalafil tablets are chewable. Bluechew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and safety information. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try bluechew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Our promo code is ARN to receive your first month free. We thank bluechew for sponsoring the podcast. JDBLM wants to know if you could change the finish of any of your matches, would you? And if so, which one and why? Uh, yeah, I would have gotten, uh, counted out on the, uh, renegade match, not showing up due to lack of interest. I love that. You can hear, uh, renegade fan club calling in the background. Just got a phone call. Somebody already raising hell at me. <laughs> Uh, DDF bolt wants to know what was the one feud you missed out on having? Is there one guy in particular you wish you could have had a feud with that for whatever reason, the timetable just didn't work out. Oh, let's see. I would have loved to work the program with Kurt Hanning. Yeah, that would have been great. When we were both at our best and both healthy, I would have loved that. That's what I'm asked. Mayhem wants to know, can you talk about John Cena at extreme rules, 2011 being sent out to announce the news of Ben Laden being quote caught and compromised to a permanent end Osama bin Laden. That had to be a Vince call. Was he told what to say as Cena's agent? Did you know about this segment? 
No, this would have just been something between them and, you know, and that ever never ending uh, push to have John be the ultimate baby face, face of the company. He would have felt that would have been John's, you know, place to go out and let us know that somebody put a bullet in Bin Laden's head. It, it is weird that it was announced during a wrestling show, but you know, I mean, I guess it was a major moment for America and something that Vince clearly felt strongly about. Well, and we all did. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you were, we were on the road for nine 11 and I'm not sure anything has ever shocked me, caused me to think a lot deeper than I had ever in my life. And asked questions internally to myself, where, where do we go from here? I mean, if you go back and if there's ever a nine 11 special or something, I go back just to remind myself on what a day that was fit family called me at nine o'clock in the morning. He goes, uh, are you watching TV? I went, what time is it fit? Hell no. I ain't up yet. He said, well, get up. We're under attack. I cut on the news and, uh, it's just, it was just so real, surreal that, uh, to this day, I don't know if we, if I've got my head wrapped around what all went down that day, it's so much to digest, you know? So, uh, him getting it, him, he was the mastermind of it apparently. And for him to finally get his, we're all behind that for, for damn sure. Let's talk about, uh, the, the first time you saw someone wrestle. Midas the beast says, who was the most impressive wrestler you saw in person for the first time? Meaning you never saw this person live before. And when you finally did, you were just blown away. Rocky Johnson. Really? And it wasn't even about the match. I was in Rome. I, I was a teenager, probably 17, 18. I, I'm not sure how old I was. 15 could have been younger than that. But he walked in the gym in Rome Thursday night, had on a, a tank top, a pair of sweats, carrying his bag. I'd never seen a physique like that in person. It blew me away. Nobody looked like that in Rome that I'd ever seen. It was when he was in his best, probably, shape of his career. And he just looked incredible. And it, it just had such – I want to say it was – younger, I want to say maybe 14, but it's what inspired me to start working out. Wow. I want to, I want to look like him. Obviously never got there, but it was a goal. He looked just that impressive to me, floored me that a human being could look like that. Talk to me a little bit about, um, territory guys. It's become a bit of a discussion. I asked Bruce, I asked Jr. Now Lindsay wants me to ask you, who do you think is the last great territory guy? Uh, well, you're going to have to, you're going to have to qualify that a little bit for me. Well, in terms of, you know, maybe they worked for, for Don Owens and they worked for Fritz and, and they worked in Atlanta and they worked in Charlotte and they worked in Florida and they worked in Minneapolis. Uh, you know, like when I asked that question to Bruce, he thought it was probably the undertaker. 
because he sort of bounced around and worked for everybody. And when I asked Jr., he said, it's gotta be Steve Austin. I would argue that it's probably Ric Flair. I mean, he was the last touring NWA world champion. So he had to work all the different territories because the NWO was still a thing. I wonder if you have a different answer. Maybe there's another name we haven't thought of besides Flair and Austin and Taker. Well, Flair obviously would have been the most traveled champion. Yeah. To go to every territory that was still around in, say, 1980. You know, there were still a lot of territories around, and he would hit them all as the champion. I think probably Terry Funk would be pretty well traveled. Yes, he would. And be in demand with just about anywhere he wanted to go. I think that's a name from the past. Uh, um, yeah, let's, let's go with Terry Funk. One more from Lindsay. Do you have a proudest moment in the business, either as an in-ring performer or as a producer, or if you had to think back and think about this one moment that stands out above all else, it would be this, what would that be? Well, believe it or not all things being relative and what they are getting put in the hall of fame and getting to be on stage with that group of guys and dusty putting us in when it was my turn to speak. Uh, I can't explain the feeling that that audience gave me. Uh, I didn't expect it. I would have never anticipated it. They were, you know, they were so kind and, uh, it was pretty overwhelming to be honest with you. Uh, cause as far as I could see up to the roof of that place, which was packed, which was a, an awesome class, obviously, cause that place was packed. They were all standing and clapping and doing the four and it just, uh, for them to think of you in that capacity and your, your company to think enough of you to put you in the hall of fame you know if you just base it on that and to see it was a popular choice by the fans pretty special moment and my family was there and within I shot where I could see them and see their reaction it was uh, pretty emotional Joe has a question that a lot of fans will uh, be interested in since things are starting to get back to normal. If you put yourself in a fan's shoes, would you rather go to a house show or a TV taping? And also, would you rather sit ringside on the floor or in the stands or in an upper deck? First row of risers. Yeah. Because now you're just looking straight. Sorry about that. You're looking straight at the ring. You're not having to look up. Yeah. You're not having to look down. If your line of vision is comfortable, because I got a bad neck. Anything I can sit and watch without having to bend my neck too much. But that's also just a good seat from your line of sight. And house shows, I think, are a different animal. You have a beginning, a middle, and an end to however many matches that you're going to put out there. If you're going to put out eight or nine matches, they all have a beginning, middle, and end. It's not just a piece like you get at TV, if that makes sense. 
Here's one from Kyle Allen. He says, when you and Tully left the NWA for WWE, if you had brought Ric Flair and JJ Dillon with you, do you think the WWF could have presented you guys as outsiders, much like the NWO would 10 years later? Would that storyline have worked? Probably shouldn't have brought us in as outsiders. They should have probably of just brought us in for who we were. Ladies and gentlemen, my God, you're not going to believe this, but we have procured, procured the, uh, services of the four horsemen. And that would have been a red hot angle and mixed us in with those guys, whatever combination it was. Hey, got a quick question for you. If somebody came along and said, Hey man, what if you could retire 15 years faster, but it's going to cost you about an extra hundred dollars a month right now. Would you do it? Is your future, your financial future and meeting those long-term financial goals worth a hundred dollars this month? If the answer is yes, well, Jessa from El Paso, Illinois has an idea. We hooked her up. She gave us a five-star review for SaveWithConrad.com and had this to say, Derek helped us go from a 30 year loan to a 15 year. And his team was able to cut our interest rate nearly in half. That's right. Half. It's worth the paperwork. Thank you so much. Think about what we're talking about here, folks. If you have a 30 year loan and you could pay it off in half the time for like an extra three bucks a day, what are we doing? Nobody wants to be 60 or 70 and making house payments. And if you don't make a plan to get out of debt right now, you're going to wake up one day look around and say, uh, I can't retire. I got to keep working because I haven't paid our house off. It's your biggest piece of debt. And I understand that can be overwhelming, but it's that old cliche, right? How to eat an elephant one bite at a time. That's what we got to do here, guys. Let's get out of debt faster. And the first bite is at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. By the way, we're licensed in more than 40 states. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. But if you're in a 30-year loan, you need to go to savewithconrad.com right now. Eric wants to know, when Dennis Condry left, was anyone else seriously considered to fill his spot in the Midnight Express besides Stan Lane? While I love Stan in the role, I wonder how the team would have looked with a different partner for Bobby. You know, I don't know who made that decision, but that sounds like Cornette might have suggested it and Dusty went with it just from their days and possibly in uh, Memphis together. You know, it, the thing about it is Stan was a uh, baby face. Cornette and Bobby definitely healed. So it was, I mean, he looked, looked great, looked apart. Uh, but I think Stan was more comfortable being a baby face. So I don't know if anybody else was considered, but pretty quickly they had that void field. That was a, that was a weird deal. We had a show one day that did real good. We went to the airport. Uh, I think it was somewhere in Florida, believe it or not. And the next day Dennis was gone. None of us had heard a word. He just fell off the planet and we're making money. Right. I mean, this was during a hot time with the company. John says, um, everyone, including yourself, always speaks so highly of Brad Armstrong with his only limitation being his mic skills. Was there ever a consideration to team him with someone like yourself? Who's great on the mic. I really would have loved a double a tag team, Anderson and Armstrong. Um, 
I mean, I would have been honored to have been Brad, Brad's partner, but I was a rotten baby face. And I don't know that Brad would have been a good heel. So, uh, and I just looked at, you know, I think Brad never finding himself behind the mic and having his own identity uh, was what held him back partially. I think Brad was also one of those happy-go-lucky guys that was just glad to be there, just wanted to go out, tear the house down with whoever it was you booked him against, and just enjoy himself. I don't know that he was driven to get a top, top spot. Um, He just loved his life and enjoyed his life and enjoyed going to the gym and working out and, you know, enjoyed wrestling and, and just enjoyed life. And he was at the time that I knew him, he wasn't married, didn't have any children. And for a single guy back in those days, it was pretty damn fun existence. And uh, I think he was just content with, with his position. Uh, here's one that uh, we've never touched on before. George McGaffin says, if Arn started wrestling as a rookie today, what things would he change and what would he keep the same? I would keep everything exactly like it was and is. My style was derived from an inability to do anything athletic. I just couldn't do a lot of stuff. I've never thrown a drop kick. Uh, I don't do the dives out to the floor. I don't do the planches and all that high risk stuff. I just don't do it because I can't, and I'm smart enough to know I'm not going to kill myself and kill somebody else because I tried something stupid. My style again, came from the things that I thought I could do, um, athletically, um, and that made sense to me and I could take care of the guy that I was in the ring with and, uh, not end up crippling him because I tried something stupid. So what you see now is what you would have seen 25 years ago, same style wrestler. Sanji says, I live in Dallas, Texas, and I want your take and thoughts as a fan and a performer on world-class championship wrestling in its prime. Of course, the Von Eriks and the Freebirds. What do you think? Well, when we were going to Atlanta TV, when I first started and I was doing jobs before I uh, had went to Pensacola for the three weeks for Bob Armstrong and then to Bill Watts. I mean, I was just down there to do TV. And it was the first time they had back in the offices at uh, TBS Studios, they had televisions all over the place back there. And I saw world-class nine o'clock in the morning, whatever time it came on, I saw their show for the first time and it was a house show TV and no one had ever done that. They were the first and seeing all those people and them taking that far away shot with the hard camera with like those fine Eric's or the free birds coming down the aisle and the fan reaction. I mean, they literally, you know, were all over those guys. And the arena was packed. The clarity of the show was so good. It was, it was trend setting. It was, it was, uh, HD before there was HD. 
it was so good. The production values on that show was just incredible. And it made you stop. I'd love to hear what the numbers were from that era, but it was different from studio TV or anything like that for damn sure. Brett with one T wants to know, do you have any good stories of the Mulkey brothers and Mulkey mania? Well, Brett with one T the Mulkey brothers have got to be the toughest some bitches, toughest brothers that ever lived because man, they would come down there and some guys would shellac them and they would take some of the God awfulest bumps. They didn't get dropped on their head or anything, but they got to not be physical guys. You could just tell they weren't physical, real athletic guys. They were just, they had to be tough because man, they got thumped. They got hit hard. They got slammed a lot. They got bumped a lot and, uh, they just kept coming back. And, uh, I guess it was just the desire to be in the business. And, you know, I did something one time with, with one of them in a match after I got established to where I knew I could get away with it. I locked up with one of them and, and backed him in the ropes. <clears throat> and I just kind of broke clean and just looked at him and smiled like, you know, you piece of shit. What are you doing in here? And I had him slap the shit out of me on television. And it shocked me so bad. He got back to his corner. He got away with it, which took the audience to another level. That had never been done for those guys. And it just, the audience just, I mean, they, it got interesting all of a sudden. What in the hell did I just say? Of course, he ended up getting mauled shortly thereafter. <laughs> but it just lets you know that if you know if you know what you're doing in there, you listen to the crowd, you feel the crowd, do something different. Make yourself fun to watch. Nobody was expecting that. Nobody would have allowed that. None of your other top guys. Uh, but it worked. And you can only get away with it one time. And I did. And it was uh it was cool. They, they were nice kids, you know, they just Wanted to be wrestlers. Uh, SL production services wants to know Hi, Arn. I've always wondered why years ago, like when you first started in the business, the ring ropes were always so loose. Eventually the company started to tighten them up. Do you know why they were loose and floppy back then? Um, I never actually saw any that were loose or floppy. They might've been made out of different, you know, I, I've been in some rings that there was actually ropes with right. tape over them. You know, uh, they've since went to cable and, and all that stuff, but I never was in one that was when I got in for my match was, was actually floppy because you couldn't have hit them. And if you did, if no God, God knows where it would have kicked you off to. Now you may have seen some that I didn't see, but I, I never ran into any that that were that bad. Cause that's just dangerous. I, you know, I feel weird even asking this, but the guy asks every week. So I feel like I have to, did you like to blade? Did you hate blading? Any good blading stories? It was weird like, that you I, would. I didn't like it. Hell no. <laughs> Who likes to cut their Who, face with? Yeah. It's just other than Bobby Jaggers. I don't know anybody that likes to cut themselves. <laughs> Shit hurt. 
and it took, you know, walking around, going to your kid's school, you know, to one of his games and having to have your head taped shut was not pleasant. Made you a little bit, uh, you know, in those days, it was like if you cut yourself really deep one time and didn't get it sewed up, you had a gift the rest of the of the week or the next two weeks, you could just bust bust it open, you know, and you, you didn't have to cut yourself anymore. I did not enjoy it. Anybody says they did are full of it, except Bobby Jaggers. Bobby Jaggers had quite the forehead too. Yeah. I don't want to look like Bobby Jaggers. No offense. As, as ruggedly handsome as I am, I would not want to look like Bobby Jaggers. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. I know what you're thinking. This guy has another podcast. Listen, I get it, but let me explain. For years, I've been asked, if you could have a podcast with anyone in wrestling today, who would it be? And I've been consistent that one of those names was Jeff Jarrett. Now hear me out here. Jeff Jarrett is a third generation promoter. He grew up in the Memphis territory, broke into business in 86, won the Intercontinental and walked out on Vince McMahon in 95. He jumped ship to start working with the horsemen in 96 and then told the world what he really thought about Austin 316 in 98. He held up Vince McMahon for a ton of cash in 99 and jumped ship again to become world champion in 2000. And then on the final night of the Monday night war, the only ever raw nitro simulcast, he was publicly fired by Vince McMahon in 2001. So without a job in wrestling. He decides to embrace his family heritage as a promoter and create jobs himself. Started his own promotion in 02. And then a former WCW employee who was on his team committed fraud that nearly bankrupted both him and his father. So he found an angel investor of sorts who wound up being indicted on one of the largest financial schemes in American history. With both of those guys facing prison time, he met with a public relations firm in Nashville to figure out how to save face, only to find out the lady he was talking to had billionaire parents. And that's when things got really crazy. If Jeff Jarrett's life story were a movie script, nobody would believe it. Conrad, welcome to my world. Hear my story like you've never heard it before. Unfiltered and uncensored for the very first time. From Memphis to the WWF, WCW, TNA, and everywhere in between. Nothing is off limits in my world. Subscribe today and don't miss My World with Jeff Jarrett, Tuesdays on Westwood One. Uh, This one's from Francis Reyes. Do you have any fun UK WWE stories you can share? Uh, Yeah, they have the best dessert in England that has ever been concocted. Now, this will perk you up. Okay. I'm ready. It's called Banafi pie. So what it is, it's like a banana pudding, but it's got butterscotch and it forms this crust with graham crackers. You put the butterscotch on it. It is the most unbelievable dessert on the planet. Get Megan to look up a recipe and make it for you. It's like a butterscotch banana pudding. 
And I know you're a banana pudding guy. I am, but I'm not a butterscotch fan. So you can have, you will be. Okay. Trust me. Have I steered you wrong yet? No, you haven't. I mean, except for the whole cheese thing, we're going to have to work on that. Dan Potts wants to know, Aaron, what did you think of the battle bowl concept? And do you think it could work today? Battle bowl refresh me. What was that? Three ring, three rings. No, this is where they drew random partners. Oh, oh yeah. That's terrible. Um, No, because it just for one night to be an uncomfortable with who your partner was match after match after match. It's like going back to the same hole. It's the same story. You have all these partners for a night, right? Yep. And the only story you can really tell is I'm either happy with who my partner is or Or I'm not, or I'm not that could get boring quickly. E-Town says if JJ hadn't been the horseman's manager, who would have been a good fit? Hmm. Probably wouldn't have had one. You, you wouldn't have needed one. I mean, typically they were there for mouthpieces and all you guys could talk. So but we could know. definitely could pull that off. Not to say he wasn't an integral part. Of course. He really was very important. I've said many times, JJ Dillon is much a horseman as anybody. Uh, he was as much a part of us as, as any of us were, uh, without him, I don't think we would have went with anybody else. Really interesting question here from Jerry. When you were traveling with the horseman, who did the driving and who was the worst driver? Me. And if you listen to my family, me, which means part two, I was a terrible driver. I don't think I'm a bad driver. I actually think I'm an excellent driver. Rick is not a good driver. Whoever let him drive. Well, I I made the mistake of riding in the car with him exactly one time. And that was one too many. Yeah. He don't, he never drove when I was in the car. I always drove my whole career. You know, some, one of the veterans told me one time and I, I don't even remember who it was. He said, be captain of your own ship. Takes a little effort. Go get the rent a car, have it in your name so that you can come and go as you please. You'll have the last say on who does what. And if you're going to get killed in the middle of the night, by having a car rate because you fell asleep, you know, let it be because you were driving, not because you were asleep in the passenger seat. And then the driver went to sleep and everybody got killed. I know it's a little bit morbid. I just prefer to drive to this day. If we go on a trip, I drive me and the family. Oyvind wants to know, did Arn have any interactions with Yokozuna? Never met him. Danny full wants to know in your prime, how many cold beers could you crush in a session? Hmm. On a normal night, just making a normal trip where, uh, what about it? Let's, let's stretch it. We're going to do a, a European flight. You're going to fly from here to England. Uh, you know, I would be drinking probably cause they'll cut you off. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know you could get cut off. They will cut you off if they feel you've had too many to drink. So if you start slugging them down pretty quickly, you're probably going to be good for about three hours. I would say of the eight hours, you could probably get away with 
oh, maybe a dozen beers without throwing a red flag up that, hey, this guy's back there power drinking. Come on now. You can, if you, you're going to go planes, airplanes. Okay. Well, at a bar, you can beat 12. Come on. You said airplanes. All right. I was, but you, you sort of act like, well, just a normal night, a normal night for anybody's a couple, I guess. If you're just going to go out and have dinner with drinks, but we're talking about, Hey man, let's get tore down. Let's go. Um, if like, let's just say we start out, we go to the gym and I'm a young man now and we go to the beach and we're off that night. I'd probably drink 12, 15 to beach probably shower and if we went out that night i'd probably switch over to uh sea breezes there you go so already had that that bloat with the with the beers and uh i might drink six or eight sea breezes by the way remind everybody what doubles a sea breeze double is double shot of vodka cranberry juice and grapefruit juice do i have that right two parts grapefruit one part cranberry and load it up with the Stoli vodka. Squeeze the lime. Why, why Stoli your go-to? Don't know. I don't know. It's just one that I had one time, and I liked the way it tasted. And just stuck with it. If we get a kamikaze, it, this is the order, which threw a lot of uh, bartenders off. We'd like 10 triple straight up chilled Stoli kamikazes. And that's how we ordered them. Michael Eldridge wants to know who does he think no sold worse Goldberg or the ultimate warrior? Mm, probably warrior. Cause he did it on his own and he made the decision on what he sold and what he didn't. Mm. Goldberg was just told don't sell nothing. I got you. That's pretty easy formula. Michael Eldred says, do you, does Arn think that the bunkhouse stampede pay-per-views were the nail in the coffin for Jim Crockett? So uh, he's not a fan, obviously. I don't think he likes the bunkhouse stampede concept. Did you, uh, just from a standpoint that when it involved us, it was different because our matches were all kept in the ring. We wouldn't fight out in the crowd and do all the crazy stuff until you had a format like this, like a bunkhouse stampede. That was the one time you would see us in that match. I mean, you know, we'd do a little bit of stuff on the floor, but we never went into the crowd because in those days you get stabbed or knocked in the head or somebody bust something over your head or cut you or whatever. You didn't go out in the crowd in those days and fight, except for these rare occasions like a bunkhouse stampede. And I didn't mind it. It was exciting. The only downside to it, I think, is you would get crazy reactions because some people over there were reacting to what's going on over there. Something different would happen over here, and you'd get a different reaction, and it was like a a hodgepodge that didn't really match up. Make sense? Yeah. You know, the good guys are getting the advantage over here. They're cheering bad guys have got dusty down over here and they're booing the shit out of you. It was like a little bit of a weird reaction. Here's one. Mike Rubin wants to know, is it true that Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan had a contentious relationship in WCW when Roddy first arrived? 
legendary. Uh, the word was they that Piper didn't like Hogan. That's for sure. Whether or not Hogan liked Piper or not, I don't know. But there was always, you know, the story that those guys really did not get along at all. Did you ever uh, go party and and have some beers with Piper or Hogan? What was that nope. like? Nope, Flair would, and Hogan was always with the baby faces. But Flair drunk, drank with with Roddy. I never did. Uh, by the time he was in the territory that I was, I was already an agent. Different lifestyle. Do you find yourself making that long commute home, listening to your favorite wrestling podcast? only to realize half your trip was hearing way too many ads just like this one. Then I have a solution for you. Adfreeshows.com. Maybe you've often wondered what it would be like to actually see Kurt Angle's face as he talks through one of his many epic wrestling matches. Guess what? You can, and it's only at adfreeshows.com. Adfreeshows.com is the be-all, end-all for wrestling fans. Whether you like to listen or watch, you can do it early and ad-free right now and find out why everyone that joins says, why didn't I do this sooner? An annual subscription could be the perfect birthday, Mother's Day, or Father's Day gift. So put it on your list and head on over to adfreeshows.com now to see what all the buzz is about. Dustin King says, in the past, you've talked about wearing University of Georgia red and white. It always seems to be the unofficial colors of the horsemen. Uh, why did the last version switch to blue and yellow? Was it because of the NWO Wolfpack? I never really considered there being official colors of the horsemen. Were there? No, no. I just like red and red and black, red and white, just for a color scheme for tights and boots. I just like the way it looked. Let's talk about current creative. Matt Turk wants to know, Aaron, how often were your ideas accepted by the creative team? And how often were they rejected during your tenure with WWE? Um, once I got settled in and, um, uh, probably after a couple of years of being in the meetings, I was accepted. A lot of my ideas were received very well. Probably the last five years, not so much. Uh, Pierce Marvel wants to know what's the biggest bar tab you remember picking up during your wrestling days. Oh gosh. Something ridiculous. Uh, Rick's friend, Bruce MacArthur. I know Bruce family of the works corporation in Chicago. Pretty big deal. The general, the general. We went to uh, Miami and we stayed at the Coconut Grove Marriott and we were all in there drinking after the show. And keep in mind, the general had taken us out on his, I want to say it was like hundred foot yacht. Wow. I mean, something like, it was something like Lyndon Johnson or something. They, there was a story that he, he had owned it at one time or something. We're talking about the president. Right. Uh, he, when we flew in on a private plane one time, he had a Winnebago out on the runway to pick us up. We could see him from the air standing on top of the Winnebago waving. 
like waving his hand. You know how much stroke that's got at an O'Hare airport yeah. to be able to pull that off. He had done just some incorrect, just crazy things for us. You know, took us out to dinner at Gibson's, picked up the tab a dozen times. So I was going to play a big shot. Him and Rick were over there drinking, and a couple of guys were drinking with it. I think Barry, maybe. I don't know. If, maybe JJ. So I went over, and I said, guys, General, I appreciate all you've done for us. You're a good man. You know, they're all drinking on the same tab. I said, let me, let me get this tab. To his credit, Rick said, all right, don't, don't, don't. You don't need to do that. We got it. I said, oh, look, I make a pretty fair living. Right. I pick up a damn tab for the general. And I look, picked that thing up and looked at it. And I want to say it was 900 bucks. I have never wanted to hand something back to somebody so, so bad in my life. How am I going to explain this to mama? I was thinking the same thing. Like you're going to swipe that. And then she's going to say, how did you spend $900 at a bar? Yeah, it's well, it, it was because they were drinking big time, expensive drinks. Flair was doing his thing, buying the kamikazes. And to be honest with you, I had a brain fart and some nerve damage for just a moment and said, <laughs> give me that. I'll take care of it. I have never felt stupider in my entire life. I laid there staring at the ceiling all night. Boy, did I fuck up. Excuse the F bomb. No, no, we're good with it. It was a one-time shot. Never happened since never happened before that. We've heard over the years that, uh, you know, in pro sports, they haze some of the rookies that same way. So veterans will, you know, make a mandatory team dinner, no coaches and no office personnel allowed. Everybody's got to go. Everybody's ordering the steak and the lobster and the whole deal and getting the fancy bottles of wine. And then they just hand the the bill all on one to, uh, whatever rookie got the big signing bonus. Was that part of maybe wrestler court? We've heard about guys having to buy a case of beer here or there, but would there be times where somebody would be sentenced, if you will, to pick up the tab a little bit on a much smaller scale. I'm I'm assuming some of these NFL state dinners was in the tens of thousands. I would think usually if somebody got wrestlers court and they got convicted, it would be, you know, like overseas, you would buy a couple of cases of beer or something for the, for the uh, bus or whatever the deal would be. Uh, nothing to the extreme, like the other places. Well, we're going to take it to the extreme next week when we uh, jump back in time and talk about a pay-per-view from 10 years ago. If you've got a question, or maybe we didn't get to your question today, feel free to tweet us. It's at the Arn show. Use hashtag ask Arn, and we'll be back next week with over the limit 2011. Uh, Arn, this is a, an interesting time in the WWE to say the least. And I'm looking forward to it, man. Anything in particular you remember about that show or dreading Who's the man about that show? If you recall, it's an I quit match with John Cena and the Miz. I'll have to go back and watch that. I think you've probably blocked it out, but I think, uh, the one right before that is the one we'll have the most fun with Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. Uh, this was a kiss my foot match. It was, uh, probably something that Luthes would have been jealous of. 
because we're not in the wrestling business. It don't get no more wrestling than kiss my foot match. Yeah. Right? That, that's some Memphis stuff right there for real. Big time. Well, you know, we never really talked about that, but when people say that's some Memphis stuff, obviously a kiss my foot match is an example, but elaborate on what that means to some of our younger listeners, a Memphis match. Well, Tennessee high spots. It was like, uh, oh God, just, just to say you're in a tag match and you're partner is going to whip a guy into the turnbuckle, but he gets reversed and he, uh, hits the turnbuckle. You get wind of that. You've seen what happened. They go into it the same way. Uh, but you go sailing down the apron and jump up there to block it for him, from him and taking the turnbuckle what you didn't see because you're the dumbass partner is your partner reversed it and he ends up whipping the baby face into the corner. You're slaying straddle of the top rope and he kicks you in the belly. Got it. Yep. Your intention was to block your partner from eating the buckle. Well, your partner ain't the one getting whipped in, which you didn't see. Got it. That, that's a Tennessee high spot. Ha ha. Jimmy Valiant's piss spot. You know the piss spot, the I, famous piss spot? I don't know the piss spot. Jimmy, headlock. Shoot him off, drop down. He drops down beside you. You look around to see where he went. You look over. He's laying right beside you on his belly. You come up to on all fours. He comes up on all fours right beside you. He lifts his leg like a dog peeing on you. That's a Tennessee high spot. All this and more coming up next week on Arn when we talk about Over the Limit 2011. And we got to kiss my foot match, boys and girls. Buckle up. It's going to be fun. You can you can pop on the piss spot if you want. <laughs> you don't have to hold it back. I just, you know. How you, ought you-, to be, you ought to be the heel in that, in that situation. I'm just wondering, like, hypothetically, let's say you're watching that on TV and a non-wrestling fan walks into the room. How do you explain what you're watching? Brain damage. <laughs> well, we hope you guys don't have any. We hope you hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and uh, we'll see you next week. Just in time for Over the Limit 2011 right here on Arn. Don't forget, you get all these shows early and ad-free over at adfreeshows.com. You can even do live interactive Zooms. Uh, just last month, boy, we had a who's who. We had Thunder Rosa. We had Nick Aldis. We had Dax from FTR. We had Arn. We had Jr. We had Tony. We had Eric Bischoff. We had them all. And, uh, it's a whole host of characters. You don't want to miss. It's more bang for your buck than you can find anywhere else. Certainly on Peacock. Check it out. It's adfreeshows.com. He is at the Arn show. I am a, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. And we are out of time. We'll see you next week right here on Arn. Mother's day is almost here. And Steven singer's got your back with his brand new rose color sunshine yellow. This new sunshine rose is a brilliant shade of yellow that dazzles with sparkles. His famous gold roses are real roses dipped and trimmed in 24 karat gold that last a lifetime. Steven has always been in the love business. And this past year, we've seen just how important love is. 
In addition to brightening your loved one's day, Stephen wants to put a little sunshine in everyone's days. So he's continuing to use a portion of each row sold to support local restaurants by catering meals for all the incredible nurses, doctors, first responders, and hospital heroes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and send a sunshine gold dipped rose. Order now and receive it in time for Mother's Day. It's a win, win, win. You'll give sunshine that lasts a lifetime to a loved one. You'll be supporting local restaurants by thanking our essential workers and you'll feel good about doing it. You can't go wrong. They all come with a lifetime guarantee, free personalized gift message and fast and free shipping. Simply say, I love you or honor mom on mother's day. Just go to, I hate Steven singer.com. Hey man, you want an extra 60 grand? We hooked Christopher up in Big Stone Gap, Virginia. He left us a five-star review for SaveWithConrad.com and had this to say, I listen to every podcast Conrad and his team put out. I've heard the ad numerous times and decided to give it a try. What is there to lose? I did lose something. Nearly 60K. I saved nearly $60,000 over the course of my loan. It was simple and a great experience. Thanks, Conrad. And a surprise staff member. Hmm. Who is that mystery man? $60,000. We made this fast and easy for Christopher. And it's easy to get a quick quote and see how much you can save for free. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. So what are you waiting for? We routinely help our podcast listeners save sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000. Let's start saving money right now at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Save with Conrad.com. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.